And we're off. It's been a long time since I blessed everybody with uh, my luxurious voice on the airwaves of podcasting. But we're here. I'm here. It's all good. <clears throat> yeah, starting off with a little mist of blackberry molasses. I'm sure that uh, I'm a, I'm a well mature people remember this jam from about 99, I think. One of the things that never changed, blackberry molasses. I don't think people know that uh, <clears throat> that uh, Bobby Valentino was a part of this group, Mister. But yeah. This song hit so hard and it's so depressing. Sorry, y'all. I'm just in a, I'm just in a mood. Uh, welcome to the re-education of Rod Givens. I'm your host, Rod Givens, and it's been a, it's been a little bit since uh, we last talked. I want to say May 31st. I gave a little intro. Um, of course, had things happen, transpired after that. Where uh, I'm not gonna lie, y'all, it put me, put your boy, in a little funk. So, you know. Oh man, just a lot of shit, just a lot of a lot of drama, a lot of trauma, and that's that's what I want to talk talk about today is just how black men, men in general, just how we deal with trauma or how we don't deal with trauma. Um, I'm gonna share with y'all some shit about me that you know I've never really shared with anyone at all. Excuse me. It's- Corona's got me burning tonight. But, um, <clears throat> you know, just thinking about uh, just all the shit that we got going on in the world right now with pandemics, uh, police brutality, people killing kids, <sighs> the sex trafficking of children, um, that orange motherfucker in office right now, they don't give a fuck about no- none of that. Um, it, it can wear down on you, like, mentally like i know i know that shit for a fact i'm blessed enough to have a job where i didn't have to you know work from home like i can't imagine just being stuck in the fucking house all day and like not being able to get out at all but um yeah i just uh i I just want to you know let's let's talk about a little bit of trauma um i want to start off with uh canon and and i was forgive me if i'm mispronouncing his last name but the little boy uh who was recently executed by Darius Sessoms um it's such a tragedy uh you know as a parent like that's like you can never really imagine something like that happening um I've been seeing a lot of people on social media you know saying oh well you know I bet you them NBA bastards won't kneel for Cannon and blah, 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 blah. Man, shut the fuck up. We'll talk about the difference. Um, It's tragic nonetheless, but I want to say that uh, the piece of shit that shot and killed that baby was swiftly caught. Um, 
justice is being served to him. Um, that's what the kneeling and that's what the protests are all about. It's about justice being served. Um, I can almost guarantee you that if they didn't catch Mr. Sessoms, that there definitely would have been protests. There would have been all kinds of shit. Um, but thank God that justice is served. Um, and the black community weren't celebrating that this baby got shot. Like that's, that's asinine to even think like that. Um, this little innocent little boy is murdered in cold blood by a piece of shit, no matter what color he is. Like we don't stand with that shit. And I think that everybody should know that. Um, if you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Um, speaking of pieces of shit, uh, you know, rest in peace, Kenny. Um, we're gonna go over to Breonna Taylor and her murderers. And yes, I said murderers because that's what they are. They're murdering cowards. Um, and we're gonna say their names: Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson, and Miles Cosgrove. Um, you know, why can't we get swift justice on that? Um, it's it's a murder nonetheless. The the young lady was in her home. Um, you know, rest in peace, Brianna Taylor. You see, this is this is part of the trauma I'm talking about. This is the shit that you know we we see on the news every day. We hear on the radio. We hear about this shit, and it's taxing on on your soul. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like I feel like emotionally drained from all this shit. George Floyd and his killers, Derek Chauvin, Alexander Quang. You know, I don't give a fuck if I'm saying his name wrong. Uh, Thomas Lane and Two Tau. Uh, fuck you guys too. You're pieces of shit. And I'm, I hope that justice will be served on that as well. Um, I, that's just across the board. All we want is justice to be served. And that's it. Um, you know, that's, that's really all I got as far as, you know, just the ongoing shit in the news. But, um, so now I'm gonna get a little bit into my, my story and, uh, root of some of trauma that I go through that I've been through, you know, just, you know, we, we hear news of, you know, sex track trafficking children and just terrible, terrible things that's happening. And I just, I want to share a little bit of, of where I guess my first bit of trauma that ever took place in my life. So I was probably about eight or nine and there was a a kid that lived in our neighborhood and he was, you know, if I'm eight or nine, he was probably like 13, 14. And we'll give him a, a name to protect his and an enemy, even though I really could fucking care less about this piece of shit. We'll we'll call him mm, Reuben. So Reuben was a only child, a spoiled fucking brat. I mean, this dude had every Nintendo game that there was. Like I, I'm not even bullshitting y'all. Like this nigga even had the the little robot that would play games with you. Like that's, he had the power glove and shit. He had all that shit. I'm sorry when I say my peas, it pops. Pause. 
But um, like every GI Joe, like he had the like the Cobra base. I'm talking about this shit. My man had. They lived in a three bedroom house, right? It was just him and his parents, and the third bedroom was just filled with like his drum set, uh, a bunch of guest clothes with the tags and shit still on them. I'm talking, you know how hot guest was, you know what I'm saying? This is like fucking 92, you know what I'm saying? This shit was hot. But um, he he was strange to say the least. Um, you know he did shit like uh he would he would uh hit my brother, my middle brother, right? He would hit him, and then like run in the house and lock the door and go tell his dad. Hey, Kevin's trying to hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Then his dad will come out there with attitude and shit like that. Well, he used his, I won't say wealth, but I mean, they were, they were well, they were more well off than we were. And, you know, most of the people in the neighborhood. So of course, you know, what did we want to do? We wanted to go play Nintendo and play G.I. Joe's and jump on the trampoline and such. So that's, you know, that, that was the house to be at, you know what I mean? So one day it's just me and him and we're playing Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2 or whatever. And, you know, he's, he, he's just being a little fucking crybaby, spoiled brat ass kid or whatever. And like his parents aren't there, you know, we're, we're in there playing Street Fighter and, you know, he reaches over and tries to touch me. Like, tries to touch my penis, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like eight, nine. I'm like, yo, no. Well, no, you're not supposed to do that. Like, red flag, no. You're not supposed to do that shit. And if you do it again, I'm going to tell. And so he stopped. So me being a kid, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'm still going to play Street Fighter. Like, you got all the shit here. So I'm still gonna come, still gonna play Street Fighter. <sighs> so, you know, some time passes, whatever. I never say anything. I'm still going over there. And this dude playing playing games or whatever, he pulls his dick out. And he's pretty much telling me like to lick it or leave. So I fucking left. Like, all right, cool, whatever, my nigga. So I left, you know, um, I still never said anything to anybody. And, you know, now, like I'm, I'm, I'm coming out now at, I'm 36 now. So what, 28 years? Um, I don't know how many kids he fucked with, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I don't know, you know, how many kids he groomed to do this shit. Um, I don't know how many lives he's ruined. Um, I wasn't, so nothing ever happened with me, but that fucked me up because you got to understand that we're coming up in a time where like, you know, gay, you know, being homosexual, that wasn't, that, that was frowned upon, like especially in the black household, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The shit just wasn't, it wouldn't fly or whatever. So I felt like that if I had said something that they would think that I was, my family 
would like think I was gay. And like I knew I wasn't gay, but like you got what I'm saying, I'm the I'm I was the youngest in my family at the time. I have, you know, my older brothers, um, I have older cousins, and this is a time where we used to, you know, call each other, you know, fag. Pardon my French, I'm sorry, faggot or whatever. Some little kids outside of my window playing tag or some shit. I'm sorry, y'all. But um so I just I just kept it to myself. And, you know, um, like after that, I became like overly interested in, in girls and women, well, girls. And, um, I ended up losing my virginity at like 12, Like I have no business doing the shit that I was doing. Like, but I did it. I felt like that I had to like. I don't know. Um, I, I just felt, I, I think I felt like that I should, you know, get all the girls I can to prove, you know, that I'm, 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 I'm not gay or whatever. And, you know, and then it almost became an addiction. Like I was just trying to hit everything. I was like 12, y'all. So lost my virginity at 12. By like fourteen, fifteen, I'm like I'm I'm getting I'm having sex on a regular. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not even uh you know it, it it's not it's not even a question or a problem of like most like you watch the teen movies where the whole objective is oh man we got to get laid. Like it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't an issue or a question if I was gonna get laid or not. So. Having all that, having said all that, um, I got a girl pregnant when I was 16. So me being 16, um, you know, I, I really haven't had like a real meaningful relationship because I'm 16. So of course not. Like how many 16 year olds are having meaningful relationship, let alone having a child on the way. So I still you know, I, I stick it out with my son's mom for, for a bit, you know, and, you know, 17 years old, my son is born. Um, I'm an athlete. So I'm getting ass tossed to me left and right. And I'm catching that shit left and right. And (laughs) like the whole time and keep in mind, like she's, she's, she's committed to me. You know what I'm saying, but I'm definitely not committed to her. Like I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm knocking everything down, like for real. And um, you know this, this, you know this leads to the second most traumatic thing in my life. Um, my mother passed when I was 19 years old. Um, this woman, she loved me with every fiber in her body she uh she took care of us she she helped take care of my son so i could finish so i could finish high school like she did she did everything she she literally broke her back for us you know um like not saying my father didn't but it was just you know it's just a different different love you know what i mean um so she passes and you know of course 
like I'm I'm losing control. I'm I'm 19 years old, good looking, great shape. All I'm doing is drinking and fucking. Like for real, that's it. Like not even my baby mom. Just I'm hitting everything, hitting every every female that come my way. I'm talking about. She could be pretty. She could be okay. Whatever. If she was down to give it up, I was I was in it. Um. You know, at first I think that uh, you know, almost being you know, sexually molested, I, I th- you know, maybe that had a part to do with it. But now at this point, I feel like that I'm just chasing, chasing love or whatever. And so, I mean, you know, this up in, you know, till I'm, when I'm about 20, I, you know, I'm just like, Hey, I tell her, I can't do this no more. Just can't. Uh, I don't love you. I don't, I'm, I'm just, it's just not us. Um, <clears throat> you know, I stayed, uh, active in my son's life, of course. Um, me and my son were inseparable. You know, no matter what me and his mom went through, and believe me, we went through hell. But, and you know what? That brings up the the third traumatic experience. But I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, yeah, I just I I wasn't fit to be with her. Um, you know, so it was just best for me to just go and do my thing, and you know, I did. And to be perfectly honest with you, like, I don't know if it's just like, I I keep seeing the phrase break generational curses. Like, is trauma a generational curse? Because I feel like that, you know, I I get it being a young man and being promiscuous. But yo, when I tell y'all I was out there, I was like, for real, like I wasn't like y'all couldn't tell me shit. I was hitting every man. There was no no limit to the amounts of sex I was having. Like I got to a point where I would start having girls tell me they love me. And, you know, of course I would you know, I would tell them I love them. You know, good and fucking well I didn't love these girls. You know, um it, it almost became just like a mental thing where I, I'm not getting enough love from anyone. <clears throat> to be honest with you, I can't think of a relationship where I didn't cheat until recently. I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, like I, I just, I, 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 I just got around and was just doing all kinds of shit. And this isn't a, a story to brag. It's just, the the way that people deal with trauma or don't deal with trauma is how how it fucks your life up. So, you know, I cheat, I cheat, I cheat, I cheat, I cheat. Um, I meet my daughter's mother, and we are like childhood sweethearts, pretty much. Like we met when we were both, you know, yeah, you know, like in fourth grade or some shit, and um, we lose contact. And, you know, we get, we find each other through Facebook and we're together a month and she's pregnant with my daughter. <laughs> so guess what I did during pregnancy? Fucking cheated, 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 cheated. Um, so I left her in a, 
you know, we got we got back together like right before my daughter was born. Um, my daughter was born. We broke up, separated again, and you know what I was doing then, and then I felt like that the right thing to do would be married. So we got married, and believe it or not. I didn't cheat during our marriage. See, that's that's the that's the thing about it. Um, I just I just feel like that I I wouldn't say made a mistake, but I ain't have no business marrying her, you know. And I think, you know, that I did it because I think that I thought that I was ready to marry her, and then you know we 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 had our fucking problems. And of course, you know, it's, it's easy for me to like, you know what we have, Oh, there's an issue. Well, let me go. So uh, I, I would leave like we would separate get back together, separate, get back together. And until it just was done, you know what I mean? Um, I had to live with telling my two year old daughter that, Hey, mom and daddy aren't going to be married no more. We're not going to stay together. You know, um, fucking heartbreaking but what do i do after that um i jump back into some more shit and start start fucking around um like i I start getting on dating sites and just like oh my god like five or six at a time you know what i'm saying um and this shit this went on for for a while, probably up until uh, <clears throat> December of uh, 2019, which is when I met my last girlfriend, whom which I didn't cheat on. Um, we we met during like I coached her daughter and my daughter's basketball team. Um, you know. That's how that's how I met her. Uh, I I I believe that it was love at first sight. Um, you know, things were great. Things were wonderful. Um, you know, I kept some shit from her, and you know, I and that that that's what the fuck I did. I did wrong. Like I I finally found this person that I that I really that I loved enough where not saying I didn't love anyone else but I found this person that I loved enough that wouldn't God oh shit shut the fuck up that I wouldn't hurt like that cheat on her or any of that shit and you know just some shit that I kept from her it it ended us you know um and you know, you know what I did after it ended us? I jumped right back out there with the fucking with my behavior. It's a it's a pattern at this point. It's a I I, sh- I should have this shit patterned by now. Um, the Ro- the Rod Givens pattern. <clears throat> so now I'm I'm sitting in life. You know, um, we moved in together. Like I gave up my place. You know, we break up. 
I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just find an apartment. I'm, you know, I lived in a hotel for about two fucking months before my apartment was ready. Um, I, I just moved into my apartment August 7th. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to rebuild and pick up the pieces. And that's what trauma, when, when you don't deal or heal from trauma, that's what it does. You're constantly starting up and rebuilding and picking up the pieces. I don't have another pick up the pieces and rebuild in me. This is it for me. Um, it's not good for me. It's not good for my, my daughter. Um, you know, I just, I, I can't, I can't continue to do the, the things that I'm doing and expect not, not expect the same results. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really, really trying and, you know, I've been good. Like I've really been good. Like I haven't been, you know, sleeping around and shit like that, but I, like, I have to get my mental health together and by doing podcasts that helps so much. Like I feel like that me getting on my platform and telling you guys this shit, like I feel like that there's been a weight lifted off of me and I just, uh, you know, normally don't get deep like this. And I promise you, um, next week I'm coming back with some bullshit. Uh, I'm a laugh. I'm a joke. And I'm a, I'm going to be my usual self, okay? But, um, you know, thank y'all for listening, lending me your ears, and letting me vent and get this off my chest. Um, I love y'all. Um, love it. Hey, just love each other. Take care of each other. And um, that's all I really got to say. Um, I appreciate y'all. Y'all tune in next week to the re-education of Rod Givens. Peace.